0: Welcome back guys to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio and in today's episode we are going to be talking all about improving digestion. So maybe you feel like your bowel movements are a little bit off, struggling with bloating and gas, this episode is going to be for you. We are going to dive into some habits that you can change in order to optimize your digestion alongside with some dietary changes that might be helpful for you. So let's just kind of dive right in. This is going to be a solo cast episode. I mean, you might hear Hope and Charlie in the background running around. Uh, They are uh, freshly fed, (laughs) so they are really energized, running around just being cute little doggos, but I'm hoping to keep them tame throughout today. Tip number one is going to be having a diet that is primarily whole-based foods. The reason why this is important is a whole food, for example, green beans, apples, jasmine rice, the only thing that's in a whole food is one ingredient. In comparison to like a bag of chips or even a protein bar, when you flip and read that ingredient label, there are a lot of ingredients in that label. And that can be hard for the body to break down. So if you're trying to optimize your digestion, your Food sources should be primarily whole foods. I mean, even if you're tracking macros, you should still be sticking with that rule of majority of your food coming from whole-based foods because one, it's going to help with satiety, but two, it's going to help with digestion. And if you're optimizing your digestion, you're going to also optimize your biofeedback. So like your energy and your mood. Have you ever noticed when your digestion is off, maybe your energy is off and your mood and you're even like noticing some skin issues as well, it, it does have a big impact on the body. And that's really why I wanted to do this episode today too, is I just felt like I haven't talked enough about this topic. So whole-based foods is going to be my first tip. Do a whole diet recall, look at, you know, what are your primary food sources and how you can incorporate more. Hey guys. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. All right, sorry, we had to take a little brief break here, and we are just going to continue on to talk about how to improve your digestion. Like I mentioned earlier, the dogs might get a little bit crazy, so I had to hit pause for a second, but we are back. Also, just wanted to remind you guys that if you haven't already, make sure that you give Beyond the Bikini Radio a rating and review. That's the only way that we can grow here on iTunes. If you're a Spotify listener, you can also still give the podcast a rating, and you can share it here on your Instagram and tag me at Nicole Fitness. since Beyond the Bikini Radio does not have its own Instagram, so I would greatly appreciate it. All right, our next tip is going to be journal after any sort of food that is causing gas or bloating or any sort of discomfort. So like, for example, if you eat breakfast and it's like a egg white scramble and potatoes and right after you eat, you have to run to the bathroom and go to the bathroom and have like loose stools that's a sign that maybe that food's not working for you or maybe you eat some broccoli and chicken and rice and you notice that you're having gas and it's not just normal gas but it is like smelling like really bad gas then that food might not be working for you i would just recommend pulling out the notes section of your phone and then throughout your day you can take notes I will say some of the most common foods that cause issues are going to be anything that like really ferment in the gut so broccoli cauliflower brussels sprouts cabbage all of these tend to cause some gut issues you'll also find that some of your uh darker colored vegetables or even like fruits would be like tomatoes and eggplants i'm trying to think of the correct term um i can't think of it right now but Those vegetables are common for GI issues. I will say things like asparagus, green beans, spinach, anything low FODMAP is going to usually digest pretty well. But if you've noticed that um, even like a green bean or asparagus is causing issues, take note on it because everyone's gut is different. So what works for someone else might not work for you. Another common um, gut irritating food is going to be egg whites and artificial sweeteners now i've never really had a big issue with artificial sweeteners i've never noticed a whole lot of bloat but if you're the person who is using a excess amount of artificials and maybe you're also into those low calorie alternatives so like the very low carb pasta or the um I've seen lots of low carb sauces like skinny girl syrups, Walden Farms, um, anything that's like supposed to have calories in it but doesn't. So like sugar, even sugar-free jello, like if those foods are causing you issues, just remove them. It's not worth it even if it's like super low calorie because what they're using in order to make that food taste good just is not agreeing with your system. And this kind of goes back to that whole tip number one of whole-based foods. You know, a Walden Farms product is going to be the fur- furthest thing from a whole-based food. So if you're having those gut issues, sub it out for the real thing. So like if you're doing Walden Farms, like maybe try honey or even an almond butter instead. But just just switch it out for something that is more of a real food versus an artificial Next tip is going to be staying hydrated. You know, there's lots of issues that can come with being dehydrated. You can have headaches. You can lose focus. You can also have higher amounts of hunger. It's also going to affect your digestion. So you can do the urine test throughout the day. This is just monitoring your urine output. So if your urine is relatively clear, you are also in the clear. But if it starts to turn yellow, you need to drink more, my fellow. I just tried to make a little cute rhyme. I don't know if it worked, but... What I'm trying to say is you need to stay hydrated. And I know not everybody has the luxury of monitoring their water really closely. I've got a lot of people who are working fast-paced jobs. Maybe their servers are also nurses. And it's just not realistic to carry around a ginormous gallon. So in that case, when you're on the fly, you got to just monitor your urine intake. And when you are consuming your meal, you also shouldn't be chugging water. Okay, you can drink water, but you shouldn't be like chugging and chugging and chugging because that can also throw off your bowel movements and your digestion and that's not what you want. So just, you know, drink as needed um, when you're eating. And then when you're not eating, then I would say you can drink a little bit more if you would like. You're probably going to drink the most in a hot environment and or during your workout But you don't need to be chugging water because that's also not optimal for digestion. Next tip is going to be fiber intake. Now, fiber is an important one. I see so many people under-consume on it, but I also see people over-consume. And so we have two separate issues here. The people who are under-consuming on fiber, so if you're getting less than, well, for women it's going to depend, and for men, it just depends on your calorie level, but it's roughly... 14 grams of fiber per 1,000 calories. So do the math if you're doing like 1500 calorie diet or 2000 calorie diet, but I will say you can give or take a few grams um, based off of that recommendation. But for the person who is under consuming on fiber, like let's say you're getting five grams of fiber in a day, you are not consuming enough whole foods. And I think that that can be hard for people to hear because they're tracking their macros and they're hitting their macros and they're feeling good and then they can't go to the bathroom and it's like hey like you're bloated and you can't go to the bathroom because you're getting three grams of fiber for the day so what are some fiber rich sources your berries are going to be your best friend so blueberries raspberries strawberries blackberries all of them are great any fruit that has like a fibrous skin to it so apples with the skin you can also do your vegetables, um, really any vegetable is going to have fiber in it, whole grains, So you got oatmeal, you have whole grain bread, sprouted bread is great. And then even nuts and seeds. And another one, which is surprising, which is going to be like avocado, because I think a lot of people neglect avocado. It's got a good amount of fiber in there. Um, and some dark chocolate as well, but like you're going to have to consume an excess amount to even get that fiber in. So I would really push you towards the other sources first. So that's going to help you increase your fiber intake, but then you have some people that have the opposite problem where they're eating way too much fiber. Like we're talking 45, 60, 80 grams of fiber, and you're probably thinking, Nicole, how is someone getting... 65 grams of fiber a day. The big issue is volume eating. And if you're someone that is eating a high amount of calories, so for a female, I would say you know over 2200 calories, I would consider on the higher end. If you're someone in that category and you're eating 60 grams of fiber, you need to change your food sources, okay? We do not need to be volume eating, we do not need to be eating meals the size of our head. We need to scale back and we also need to focus on adding more calorie-dense items. So the person that struggles with this, I think, also struggles with food scarcity mindset where they're scared of being hungry and so they try to contradict that fear with volume eating, but in reality, their volume eating is making their scarcity mindset with food Worse because they're thinking about how can I make this meal as large as and as, as possible, instead of thinking, how can I make this meal as balanced as possible? So your, you know, rice, I'm sorry, your cauliflower rice, your ginormous salads, your low low-carb, low-cal carb bread and wraps those do not need to be here. If you're in a building season and you're struggling with the high amounts of fiber, so change it up. For example, I just switch from like the Joseph Silvash wraps to um like a white tortilla. I also switch from doing big salad bowls to big rice bowls, and I would recommend, you know, if you're going over on the fiber cut back from the brown rice and start incorporating basmati and jasmine rice and also with the vegetables stick with like more of a serving size instead of doing like four, five, six serving sizes which it can be easy to do when you really like certain vegetables like green beans and peppers are like my jam but i can really overdo it on them so i try to just stick to a serving for that and you're going to find that your digestion and bloat improve significantly. When I was consuming too much fiber, I was having horrible bathroom issues and I was also kind of in denial um, until I started introducing more of those, you know, higher calorie items. And I also noticed that I became a lot less food focused because I wasn't thinking, how can I make this meal as big as possible and last as long as possible? And it just really improved my relationship with food. So if you're the overconsumer on fiber. I think that there's more work than just subbing out certain foods, but also working on your relationship with food because it could be damaged from maybe restriction and binge eating and then that's kind of a tendency that or I should say a habit that you developed, but it needs to be addressed and it can be fixed. But you're probably going to have to try some foods that you've stayed stayed clear from for a while. But I have confidence in you. The next tip to improve digestion is going to be monitoring your stress. So this includes, you know, sleeping enough, decompressing, and setting boundaries. If you're not monitoring your stress, it can cause a lot of other hormonal issues to occur, but you need to understand how to manage your own stress levels. And I think that we do live in a world that is very high stress and very plugged in. And so many people are working from home and yet they're not you know, clocking out for the day, and they're letting their work continue on until eight, nine p.m. Or if they get an email at five a.m., they feel like they have to respond. And I'm guilty of this too. Or, I I struggle with unplugging, and I think stress can really affect bloat, and mood, and digestion. Think about this. So, if you've done sports before, or if maybe you've done like some sort of performance. Or, oh, okay, we can talk about this one. Let's say you're about to go out on a date, a a first date. What happens? You get butterflies in your stomach. Your stomach feels all nervous and weird. Maybe you've got gas. Maybe you feel like you're going to poop your brains out. That's because your gut feels emotions. So if you're really stressed out, you're going to feel that in your gut, and your gut's not going to be able to function properly. This reminds me of my wedding day, like I felt like all day I was going to pee my pants and that I had to poop (laughs) and I couldn't because my body was just like freaking out and I was nervous and excited and it didn't know how to handle those emotions and, you know, good stress is still stress on the body, so learning how to stay mellow and calm and, you know, taking, you know, breaths throughout the day, having movement throughout the day having times to decompress, like we have to have that in place in order to keep you in a calm place and have optimal digestion because you're not going to have optimal digestion if you're having these high bouts of anxiety and stress and you're not addressing it and managing it. And the other thing too is like lack of sleep. If you're not sleeping enough, again, this is another thing where it's going to throw off other biofeedback markers so if you're not sleeping enough you know your hunger is going to be elevated the next day you aren't going to be giving your body enough time to digest you're also probably going to be in a bad mood you also might be more irritable so more stress like it's just a catalyst for worse digestion the next day so really try to work on optimizing your sleep next tip is going to be slow the heck down when you're eating if you can you can't you should be making your meal times an experience. You should be sitting down with your plate and your fork and your knife or spoon and your napkin. And you should be turning off the TV and turning off your phone and paying attention to your meal. Take time. It takes your body roughly 20 minutes for the stomach to signal to the brain that it's full. So I'm sure that you guys have heard, don't eat with your eyes. That's because your brain is going to lie to you of how hungry you are and you have to give your body time to receive that signal. And with digestion, if you are chewing and like shoveling food down, you are missing one of the most crucial pieces of digestion and that's with your saliva. The first breakdown of food is in your mouth so when you're chewing it and in your saliva you produce enzymes to help you digest and you have to be taking your time with that um chew don't swallow large amounts of food and really just like enjoy the taste enjoy the textures and make an experience out of it i think we live in this really fast paced world and so many like i can think of so many of my clients where they're like i skipped my lunch i wasn't able to hit my macros or I fell behind and then I had to make up with them later. I'm thinking, you should take your lunch. Even if it's just 30 minutes, take your lunch because you're going to be more productive. You are going to have more energy. You're just going to be a better person altogether. But if you are, you know, going on like zero fuel throughout the day, you're not going to be the best version of yourself. So we need to be taking your lunch and you need to be eating Not looking at your computer screen. So even if that means, you know, turning your little office chair and facing a wall, like we need to just take a break from work and chew our food, chew it thoroughly and digest better. Next tip is going to be do not do fasted anything um, and or drink coffee fasted. The morning really is what kickstarts digestion because it's the start of your day. So I would highly recommend starting your day with drinking water. This is something that I still struggle with because I will say the first thing I think about when I wake up is my iced latte. (laughs) If you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm obsessed with Nespresso iced lattes. That's all I ever want and that's how I start my day, but it's still something that I'm working on. Now, the reason why caffeine in particular is so hard on the gut in the morning is because most people are skipping breakfast and are trying to fast. So do not drink you know, caffeine on an empty stomach because it's really going to irritate your gut. And that's why people always be like, oh, like if when I drink coffee, I have to poop right away. And it's usually like, I've seen like jokes on like TikTok and Instagram reels and memes where like people are like having explosive diarrhea. Sorry guys, TMI, but explosive diarrhea after they drink coffee. And that's not like normal. Like you're going to have a better digestive experience in the morning if you have something in your gut versus just drinking caffeine on an empty stomach. So I really encourage you to, one, Hydrate first because you've just gone all night without drinking water. And then two, try to stay clear of the caffeine um, until you've eaten a little something and drank water. So you can still have your caffeine, but you shouldn't be doing it fasted. And also, just be you know aware of abusing caffeine because caffeine is going to disrupt your digestive system. It's also going to put you at that higher stress state too. And that's more so talking about adrenal health. But just be aware of that. If you're already someone that struggles with stress management and you are abusing caffeine, you're only making those issues worse. But that's really all I have to say for today's episode. I hope that you guys had some takeaways from improving your digestion. I know that there's a lot of misconceptions out there too. And just a side note before I log off is understand the difference between like bloat and just feeling full. This is a big problem in the fitness industry. I'm going to take a quick sip of water. Speaking of water, talking so much about hydration and yet my mouth is getting dry. So this is a big issue in the fitness space where I'll see people being like, oh, it's normal to like be really bloated and I'm guilty about doing posts like this, but it's not normal to be so bloated to where your belly is like hard and it hurts and for like women like you look pregnant like there's clear distension going on I mean that can be a like a, a sign that you could potentially even have some sort of bacteria um, issue going on in your gut where the bacteria is not normal and we need to work on improving it so be aware of like your bloat like what's normal bloat is going to be like You're not going to go to bed as lean as you wake up. (laughs) That's never going to be the case. You're going to go to bed looking different. Your belly's going to be fuller. You just had a day of good and bad stress. You just had a day of um, eating and drinking and maybe training. And all these things are going to throw off how you look. But bloating and distension, especially all the time, is not normal. And it definitely needs to be worked on. And if you think that there's something further going on, you can always test for food intolerances and you could do like a Dutch test. I will say my friend Sarah Bishop, and she's been on my podcast, is also, um, she's really into digestion and going out, going to get like a Dutch test soon and I'm sure that she's going to share that whole process with you guys, but I personally have never had one done But just know that there's a lot of options out there and like these issues, you don't have to live that way. You can, you know, get them addressed and get them fixed. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will see you in the next one.